Thanks for tuning in to the HR Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Lucinda Carney. The HR Uprising is focused on helping forward-thinking people professionals deliver real lasting value in their organisations. I'm a chartered psychologist, speaker and trainer, and recently authored the best-selling business book, How to Be a Change Superhero. My day job is founder and CEO of software and training business Actus. This gives me the opportunity to work with other businesses like yours. We are focused on building a better workplace for people wherever they are located with the help of our performance, learning and talent management software and our training and consultancy services. Every week on the podcast, I will be covering different topics and challenges, joined by relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy and get value from this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's HR Uprising podcast. And it is, in fact, a very special podcast because this is our second birthday. Who would have thought it? So we've put out more than one episode a week over the last two years, and I'm quite amazed actually that we've been managed to be this consistent. It's quite unlike me to be this consistent on anything. So I'm incredibly proud of the journey we've been on over the last two years. We've gathered a really brilliant, loyal following. It's lovely to hear from people who have been kind enough to Um, give reviews or reach out to me. I was chuffed to bits the other week when um, somebody reached out and said that they'd got a job, uh, not least partly to do with the fact that they'd listened to the episode with Jo Irwin, how to be a great interviewee, and that had helped her get this dream job. So that was fantastic. And yeah, I I, felt it was worth celebrating really. And looking back over what we've done, some of the fantastic guests that I've been so lucky to have on I mean, my question to you is how many of the 118 episodes have you listened to? Uh, Are any of them, which ones do you particularly remember, like, what topics should we do in the future? Really keen because I always said that I would only carry on doing this while it was adding value and we're almost over 100,000 downloads now. The listenership is growing. So I'm carrying on for now um, and I hope that it continues to be valuable to you. Now, what I thought, of course, we've done synopsis episodes before. I thought I'd look back a little bit over the last six months or so, just a few notable guests that jumped out at me. Now, if I'm honest, it's really quite hard because I've had quite a few really great guests on and I'm very grateful to every single one of them. So I've just chosen a few that that resonated, that, uh, that jumped out at me. And I also went back and looked at our most popular um, podcasts so that perhaps some of you may or may not have missed those so some of the the really popular ones and also maybe a few hidden gems because on the solo episodes that I do quite often I will provide some content with them uh, that may be supporting information so sometimes there's some useful things that maybe if you listen to it at the time I'm thinking there's the mentoring ones there's a session planning one those were both topics that I covered because people reached out and said they'd like to hear something on it um, and we did things like what, a white paper and a, a mentor uh, coaching contract. So there's, there's things that might be useful resources that um, were attached to those episodes that you may or may not know about. Maybe they weren't relevant to you at the time and maybe they are now. So that's what this episode is going to be. It's a little bit of a look back on some of the great guests that I've had over the last six months or so. And, you know, a couple actually are a little bit further out than that. And just a, a, a reminder of some, maybe some hidden gems 
or some old favourites that you may have missed or might want to have a listen to again. So I hope you don't mind me indulging me in this way. Let's start off with the first clip I wanted to go back and listen to. And I remember having this conversation with this gentleman about a year ago. It wasn't long after the George Floyd, George Floyd um, killing. And uh, we talked about you know, the realities really of how to deal with racism and the realities of that. And the gentleman that came on is a gentleman called Umar Zaman, and he'd posted a really personal blog on LinkedIn. I've met loads of people who are guests through social media, actually. And he's such a such a great guy. I really thoroughly um, enjoyed the conversation. Um, but most of all, I found him really enlightening. I felt educated as a result of that conversation. So here's a little clip here where he talks about talent can come in all forms, but it's quite a wide reaching and quite a personal podcast episode that if you want to think about that, he's uh, an, he's also an HROD person for Hallam University, Sheffield Hallam University. So he's one of us, um, but he's talking about you know, diversity and, and how we can really support it constructively in the workplace. So hopefully you'll enjoy this first clip. Talent comes in all different forms. And I think great leaders are those that actually see talent in different ways. And they believe that, you know, diversity brings a different way of working and thinking. And, I, you know, I can name in my head, you know, some of the great leaders I've worked with who just thought, who gave me opportunities, actually. And actually, they weren't BAME. They were white, senior colleagues. But actually, the interesting thing is they understood some of the challenges. Umar is such a nice guy, and I thoroughly encourage anybody to reach out to him and um, link in with him. He's an OD professional, HROD professional up at Sheffield Hallam University, um, and a great, great person to to know and be connected to. So the next podcast episode, also somebody I met through social media and just thought it was really interesting. I think he might have come on one of our focus groups and I got chatting and um, I'd love it when you just learn something that I find interesting from someone who's also another HR professional who just happens to have a side interest or a passion about neuroscience. So this episode was episode 109 and this is all about neuroscience at work and it was a masterclass with John Whitfield and he's another great character and I thought it was really educational. I learned a lot in it and found it fascinating and I've had people reach out on social and say that they thought it was a great episode. So if you didn't hear this one, I definitely recommend um, you do listen into it, which is 109. Um, but here's a little clip now. When we're doing a task, we've got to remember that our prefrontal cortex can only hold about four pieces of information in it at any given time. We can all, we've all been there when we try and juggle things and stuff like that. We can feel it. It gets, it gets tired. You, you frown and you start frowning and, and things like that, and, and things start to get difficult. But if you think of our prefrontal cortex, a task, it's, it's an elevator. And it'll only let one thing in and out at the same time. And that task, it'll only allow one task in, task in. So what we do is task switch very quickly. So we'll do five minutes on that, a minute on the phone, over here, we look at it. Boy, for you, you've done test, 10 tasks in an hour, but they're all rubbish, absolute rubbish. Some, I think somebody said somewhere that once we start multitasking, we go from an MBA graduate down to an eight-year-old 
in the amount of thinking we can do because we can't hold the information. We can only think of four things at a time, but we can only deal with one at a time. This next episode was from a lady I met through Clubhouse. I only had a couple of forays onto Clubhouse, but she was so fascinating about the topic of engagement and belonging. And I realised then when I followed up with her, I had a further chat with her, she'd done um, a dissertation on belonging at work and was just really well researched about it. And I was fascinated in the uh, in the information, again, that she had to share, which I felt was really, really relevant. Now, this is Aoife O'Brien, and she has also got her own podcast, Happiness at Work. So check that out. But we're talking here about belonging. It was all about belonging and actually why that makes a difference for people whether they stay or not. And we talk in the episode about the culture of an organisation and you know why one culture might fit one person but not another and the, the impact on how long we stay with the business. So this was a, a nice episode. I think it's, again, worth revisiting. So really, really full of useful information. So the values really are... They 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 don't tend to change over time. So our values are core to ourselves, and they are part of our identity. Um, so a, a value of mine, for example, would be order and structure. And and how we can figure out what our values are as well is to have a think about decisions that you've made in the past and why you've made those decisions. So freedom, for example, is something that you've mentioned there. So that could be something mm. that you really value. And if you look at decisions that you've made in the past. Uh, you know, do do they tie in with that value of freedom and decisions that you feel good about and decisions that you feel bad about. Another way that you can ascertain what your values are is by looking at what really annoys you. So what bothers you a lot? And so for me, if someone leaves a mess, it really, it really bothers me. If I leave a mess, you know, it's okay. But if someone else leaves a mess or if things are not in an ordered and structured way, I, I get really frustrated, you know? So if I, if I think about a filing system, for example, and if things aren't really set up in, in such a way that it's easy to find things, then that really frustrates me. So order and structure is a value of mine. Don't you just love her accent? So on to another accent from Over the Pond, and I really can't go without having a conversation or sharing and reminding myself about having the conversation of episode 100, which was a milestone with Dave Ulrich, who is such a legend in the HR profession. And I've got to say, he's such a nice man. Now, I listened back to the episode and I don't know whether it came over if you listened to it yourselves. Um, Maybe it was a bit too sort of personal, actually, uh, because he really, I connected with him instantly. He just has this way with people and ended up talking to him about um, my father had died and various other things. And he just was a total people person, Dave Ulrich. So whether or not the information in that podcast is you know, right up there, is maybe, maybe it's not, but I personally felt he was a, a really, really lovely man. And I was really, really honoured to have him on the episode. So I'd be interested if you didn't listen to it, maybe have a listen and see what you think. But this clip is where he's talking about leadership and our, and our roles as leaders in an organisation and in relation to, well, to, to the pandemic, but just you know, the way in which we need to be people focused. And he is indeed a people focused person. I think we have to lead with empathy, emotion, experience 
I think we have to lead by caring about the person. So when somebody comes back into a formal work setting or reconnect with somebody at work, the first goal is, what are you, what's your goal today? What are you trying to accomplish? The first is, how are you? What's been happening to you? How are you dealing with your 14-year-old son, your 17-year-old daughter? That's a hypothetical. How are you managing your aging parent to protect your mom? I have a mom who's 92. And uh, what are you doing with her? I think this era of emotion and empathy and, and affect is so critical. So number one, our people, our customers, most important asset. Number two, empathy, emotion. Feel that. Let people know that we do care. Number three, redefine work. Work is not a place. I think we used to say, I get up in the morning, I take the train into London or wherever I'm working. I'm at work, I'm at my desk, I interact with people, then I go home. I think the place is almost irrelevant. So we had quite a run of really good episodes around that stage. I did have some pretty stellar guests lined up. And one of those was for episode 99. And that was none other than Perry Timms. And again, he is somebody who is incredibly personable and full of energy. Appropriately, he's talking about having written his book, The Energised Workplace. And this is just a short clip, but actually the whole of that podcast episode for me felt so energising and uh, positive. He's really, really feel-good guy um, who really makes people feel good. And I don't, he just does it naturally. I was had some email correspondence with him recently and he went out of his way just to say something really kind and positive and made, just made my day. And I thought how we should all pay it forward. So not that this clip's talking about it, but um, reach out to Perry Timms if you don't know him. He is one of those positive um, people that in terms of making the world go round. And uh, it was really, really fantastic having him on the podcast. And I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. An already existing quiet pandemic and that was this concept of peak work and where we are working so hard and so relentlessly that we've got nothing left and what was concerning me was the impact on us as vessels of human energy and I was thinking we've done something wrong here we've got the machinery all completely wrongly calibrated and then the pandemic pops up. Now this lady from episode 101 is a total authority on learning and development. She, to such an extent, she's written the Learning and Development Handbook out recently by Kogan Page. And she's full of integrity and so, so fluent and, and has so much of a sensible stuff to say about learning and development, sensible stuff. That's, that's me not being very eloquent. Michelle is very eloquent. And it was hard to get the right clip from this episode because there's so much good stuff in this episode. So if you're thinking about developing a learning culture, trying to embed learning, trying to modernise learning in your organisation, she is the person to talk about. Again, she's out on, she's quite popular on Twitter. She just relaunched something called No Plasters or Revisiting No Plasters, which is what she's talking about there is having meaningful learning and development interventions that solve problems. It's not about a sticking plaster over something to cover something up. It's about really truly understanding what we're trying to achieve through learning and development. So she's a, a real fresh thinker in this space. 
and the episode 101, we're talking to Michelle Parry Slater. The first way of thinking about it is what do you do in your private life? So if you consider, you know, you want to buy a new car or you want to move house or get married or anything we do in our private life, learn a new language, learn a musical instrument, you don't go and look at a course catalogue necessarily. You don't, you know, necessarily go on an e-learning programme. We are incredibly adept as human beings and we've demonstrated this throughout 2020 and into 2021 about using our network, about um, going online uh, and, you know, how many people have actually YouTubed a video to watch, uh, you know, how to change this filter in their fridge or fix a, a window in their car or whatever it might be. We have these skills in our private lives and it's really how do we translate that into the workplace because the problem is that people aren't waiting to go on the course they're asking the person that they know in the company who might be able to do it and they are looking online themselves you know because we have these skills already naturally now we we do have these skills so it's really when we say embracing the best of digital and social learning it's that it's bringing that to the fore and allowing that to happen Staying on the topic of development, I then had another conversation with somebody who's a complete expert in her field, in the field of development, but in the field of coaching. Uh, And again, this is someone who's an ex-HR professional, but now trains HR in coaching and coaches HR professionals. And this is quite a practical episode because she, so this is Jo Wheatley and it's episode 110. And she gives us some really specifics about sort of techniques we can use on ourselves in terms of understanding our emotions or self-coaching or reflection. And again, full of really useful stuff. So if you want a bit of of self-coaching, you're interested in being coached, uh, this is worth listening to. And I hope you enjoy my final clip from my synopsis over the last six months of some fantastic guests that I've been so grateful to have on. Because often people will come with what we call a symptom. So somebody might say, I want to feel more confident presenting at the exec level. Everybody else seems to just do it without thinking about it. I find myself writing notes and then I don't sleep the night before and I just really want to be able to, to be confident. So we would start to then explore, what are you believing about yourself um, when it comes to presenting or your role in that team? And out of some of that work, you know, when did you decide that? And, and so on. Out of that work, some other things might come up that the person wants to work on. And then session six is all about reviewing what we've done. Where were they at the start of the coaching? Where are they now? Um, and that future pacing, which is how are you going to use what you've learned moving forwards? So hopefully you enjoyed those short clips and those were just some of the highlights. I have to say it's very, very difficult for me to choose from so many really interesting conversations that I've been so fortunate to have. And other people I didn't manage to add in there who also have been fantastic that I enjoyed talking to really recently. I mean, Pete Holby, the mediation guy, is fabulous. Thanks to Mervyn Dinan, who's been on twice. Um, Ross Garner, always wonderful to um speak with him always great fun is is Ross and anyone else really who's just given the time to us and been kind enough to invest the time coming on the HR Uprising podcast and sharing your knowledge I'm very very grateful to you Um, and, and continue to always look for quality guests 
who have something useful to say. My main criteria is people who are here to add value and as much as possible where it's practical value because we can always have people who want to self-promote and I do get um, people offering themselves to come on the podcast. But if they've got an agenda that doesn't really fit, that I don't think is going to be practical um, and not going to be useful, then I'm not so interested. So I just want to hear from real people where we can learn and be inspiring others who can give us useful tips. And it's all about us all just sharing that knowledge and and, and um, really, I suppose it is, again, paying it forward a bit uh, in terms of how we can learn and help for each other. So then I thought it would just be useful to share with you some of the most popular podcasts and some of these continue to be top performers Anyway, right at the top, which has had um, more than 3,000 downloads, which is pretty impressive, um, are the two podcasts from Joe Irwin. So Joe actually is my best friend from university. She lives over in Ireland and she is uh, just an expert in interviewing people. It's coincidental, really, that we both ended up in learning and development. We both started out in pharmaceutical sales. But if you are going on a uh, going to an interview or about to interview people, I highly recommend that you listen to the podcast, which is the most recent one, which is How to Be a Great Interviewee, which is podcast 79. Prior to that, she did one about How to Be a Great Interviewer, which was podcast 22. They are both really, really practical. And I have now lost count of the people who've been in touch with us and said, thank you so much. I got the job as a result of that podcast. So definitely worth looking one up and recommending to others if you need to in terms of those two. Other highly listened to episodes were um, How to Address a Culture of Underperformance. That was an interesting one. That's our third all-time downloaded episode, which is interesting. And then the Culture Change Masterclass with Karen Gill. So those were earlier ones. And then more recently, we've had some very popular episodes uh, go out. So How to Design an Appraisal Process isn't all that old. That's less than six months old. And actually, that was something that's been really, really popular. It's, again, very practical. I think it really plays into this whole concept of what do we do in terms of continuous performance management, continuous conversations. And on that note, the, we did a series of management conversations. All of these, if you don't know where they are, if you go to the website, hruprising.com, they're in categories. So hopefully you can find them. That was really popular and it's really practical. So if you're ever looking for resources to, in terms of you know, collating your development resources for your internal management population, I did a series of eight podcasts aimed at virtual managers all around my Perform People Management module. So that's quite useful. There's a download, which is an ebook. So you can provide your managers with free ebook. And it talks all about how to manage people in a hybrid environment or a remote environment. Emphasis on people first, on clear expectations, recognition. Each module is dedicated to a chapter in the book. And it's really Management Skills 101. But if you're looking for resources to share with your managers, it might be worth you pointing um, them at those. So they're quite useful. Then in terms of uh, topics that just keep coming up and people keep on uh, downloading it, the onboarding, the missing link, which was talking about different five different types of onboarding, that's been a really popular episode. So that's really getting us to think more broadly about how we can onboard people. And it was before we had COVID, but a lot of what it talks about is really relevant to COVID. It's talking about pre-boarding people in advance, thinking about onboarding people more in terms more than just their skills and knowledge 
how we can think about onboarding people from a talent point of view and getting people to start as they mean to go on, giving them the opportunity to prove themselves and um, achieve things rather than sit and get bored senseless as sometimes can be the case. One of the other things that I wanted to signpost was where there's been a particularly popular download or resource attached to a particular episode. So the episode that we did, which was on the uh, HR balance scorecard, that is actually really popular. Clearly, it's a bit of a an area that lots of people want to know more about. So there's a total episode on building an HR balance scorecard. I've also done a webinar on this. So we have a video that you can get access from the site and a set of slides that takes you through it, that gives you examples of HR balance scorecards and learning balance scorecards. And in fact, it's been so popular that I've even done a one for managers, which is part of our Actors Academy is one of our video resources. So if you're looking to try and set up some sort of balance scorecard, that might be a useful one for you. Imposter syndrome is a personal favourite. That's one that was episode 43. It's quite personal, but so relevant to so many of us and uh, goes into some of the history of imposter syndrome, you know, what the indications are of it and actually, most importantly, how we can deal with it and overcome it. Then finally, just three other quite practical ones that have got great resources with them. One was the succession planning jargon buster. So that I did in response to a request from people who wanted more on that. So that episode talks about really what does it mean and how can the pros and cons of things. And I say it's really what it says on the tin. And there is a white paper attached to that that you can download if you want something to refer to. How to set up a mentoring program that I did in response to queries and, and feedback um, there, which is again is really, really practical. That's episode 98, and that has got a mentoring contract. If you're after one of those, you can download one of those, which is available. And then the power of effective teams was another one which that has got a set a slide set. If you wanted to launch a team, when we set up a new team, it's all about making sure that people understand each other, they know each other and setting setting them up for success. So we talk about Tuckman's forming, storming, norming and Lencioni's uh, five dysfunctions of a team. And there's a PowerPoint set in there, which is quite handy if you are trying to launch a new team or if you want to circulate something internally so that people set up teams for success. That might be something you find of use as well. So that's it. That's my whistle stops stop tour through a few key areas of the podcast or some recent highlights in terms of a few clips to refresh your memory perhaps get you to go back and listen to some of those you might have seen them or might have missed them and a few reminders of maybe some hidden gems some useful tools that you might want to go back and check out in terms of the the catalogue of resources that are there in the 118 episodes that have gone out So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to keep on going for now. I'm going to keep on going to 150. That would feel like a good place to get to. I'm only interested in doing this if it is of use to people. So please do let me know what topics you want me to cover because I'm quite motivated then to go and look things up and research them. And also, you know, please give me feedback if you really like an episode or if you don't like an episode. 
join the LinkedIn group, connect, network with others. Let's let's use this as a great platform for people to share information and collaborate together because really that's what it's all about. It's about us being able to work together to show our real value um, as HR professionals and people professionals uh, to make and add, add value to our organisations and to have great careers and enjoy what we do. So wherever you are, Thank you so much for listening to the HR Uprising podcast. I hope you will continue to do so. Do connect with me if you haven't already. If you haven't given a review and you would consider giving a positive review, then I'd be really grateful as well. Um, And look forward to speaking to you next week after I've blown out my birthday candles. I really hope you found this week's episode useful and enjoyable. If you did, perhaps you could recommend us to a friend or colleague or give us a review on your platform of choice. It really helps new listeners to find us. Now you can access links to any of the information mentioned in this show via the website www.hruprising.com. Further free resources are also available at www.actus.co.uk. There you can also find out more about our software and training solutions. Finally, why not join our LinkedIn group, The HR Uprising, to share ideas and collaborate with other like-minded people professionals. Thank you for listening to The HR Uprising podcast.